Hello everyone, welcome back to you. Well, what is now a growing podcast? This is the last interview for the year since the series has returned off the end of October. Um, at the end of October, thank, I want to thank you for joining me in each week's episodes and tuning in and catching up on past episodes. Thank you so much for that and for tuning in and supporting that the podcast returning and thanks to all the fab and wonderful guests for coming on the podcast. You'll still be able to get an episode next week on Christmas Day which would have been edited and prepared beforehand and won't be edited on the day of course as taking that Sunday off so that you'll be expecting that to be a shorter episode, a bonus one earlier released early on in the day than what is the released now after 2200 hours Greenwich Mean Time in Britain and the as and this will be no as I said no last minute work a regular interview will be back on New Year's Day with not too much intervening with the schedule there will it will be with Severgina Harvey, as you may know, as Agni Autistic. And then, recently confirmed this week, I'll be chatting to on the first week of uh, January with Channel 4's alternative Prime Minister, Natalie Balmain, which was confirmed to be on. Now, she will be talking to me about her experience, such as ADHD, anxiety, experience on reality TV, and voices involved in politics and passionate about political injustices. And this interview this week though is with Lola Louise Maria, who is autistic, has ADHD and seeking a diagnosis of bipolar, as she goes on to say in the interview. She talks to me all about these things and her pilot for new television drama she sets to Get out as a pilot on TV screens this coming year 2023 and, and try to get a representation of autistic autism in drama as the series focuses on a, a young autistic uh, teenager in the ages of a high school in Britain and she seeks to get the right tone of representation right as it reflects in the interview of negative representation in television that she's watched herself. If you have questions for myself with the Ask Autistically Have feature, uh, email at neurocast at aarowcreo.com That's at aarowcreo.com C-R-E-O.com, Avopio.com, Neurocast at Avopio.com. You can find our email address in the description of this episode or you can contact myself via Neuro Rainbow Project on Instagram and Facebook uh, for any questions you may have for yourself that if you also can send in questions that will be answered on the episode episode that's dropping on Christmas Day. You can also send in stories of your Christmases, how you spend Christmas, things you may like or dislike about Christmas 
and experience about being neurodivergent in the holiday seasons, you can email them or send a voice note across social media platforms, as I say, on Facebook and Instagram. You can click on a link tree that will send you to all the places where you can send things to me. Any any voice notes and questions, whether they text or voice note, must be in for the Christmas Day special by the Thursday the check. 22nd of December, which I'll be finalising the edit of next Sunday's episode. You can send comments and say thoughts anytime on past interviews and uh, upcoming episodes as they drop at any time to those links as I provided you with. You can comment and say on thoughts on this week's topic, which says this episode says the experience of mental health support. You can say your own experiences of mental health support getting diagnosis for mental health conditions and conditions like uh, bipolar if you're autistic and that experience as you listen to the experience of Lola in this episode. You can also see it uh, getting tests about your own experiences of memory as uh, Lola will say some things about how she can struggle with remembering on past hours that's highlighted in some of the questions and part of which this is a sort of interview. You can also say uh, the experience of representation of neurodivergency to the same email uh, and uh, social links. As I said, you can contact on those same outlets about Use repetitions and teasing up on on television or in the movies. Your first experience of that, and that with that, the interview. We're introducing yourself on your neurodivergent journey, how you found your diagnosis and found out you were neurodivergent. My neurodivergent conditions, well, I'm just diagnosed with autism, but I'm currently trying to get diagnosis for more things, which is going really badly, so. Wanted to know about whatever conditions you're looking into getting seen about? Well, I didn't really find out I was autistic. Everyone else found out. Everyone else saw it around just the ones who knew what it was like I had no idea I mean I think it was my school who suggested it but I don't really have much memory of back then there's a lot of emptiness of memory loss and stuff like that as soon as it was suggested I was like I don't know I just I had no idea about it and I only started researching it probably when I was about 14 15 and that was because I thought diagnosis was getting closer, but it wasn't. That was probably... Probably at that day. You wouldn't maybe be unsure because at teenage years, I guess, you were unsure what autism exactly is and entails. So what was that point when people saw that you might be autistic? What was your traits and things of autism? Like, the weird thing is, like, all of that period of time is gone. I don't remember much of it at all. I don't know what people saw. I don't know what traits they saw. Like, I have... I absolutely no clue like it's just total blankness when it comes to all of them years I mean it wasn't my focus it was kind of like more that I had anxiety and I was really depressed and I was just trying to get my GCSEs out the way somehow that's what my focus was I wasn't exactly digging around and trying to figure out things
things. I just kind of left it on its own for a while because it was just there's too much going on up in my brain sometimes that there's no point in like adding to it. I understand that because like for myself it was when I kind of got to the adult years I started to become 18 and act like in sixth form I started to understand and research and look into what autism is and like because in the school years it can be like quite stressful just like thinking of the idea and you end up masking it. Do you think for some years you mask because of that you might be not seen within yourself some of your traits? It's, it's hard because like when I look at myself now and when I look at myself back then it's not like I can see anything if you get what I mean like it feels very blurred and I don't really take that much of an interest in myself to notice things it's always been that way like now I probably take more of an interest because I know there's it's not my autism that's currently affecting us it's actually other things that are undiagnosed it's just it's absolutely chaotic in my life at the moment a lot of going on in more than one way I just it's so hard to talk about because it's just like sometimes I don't feel it is me but sometimes I do feel it is it just depends on who I wake up as every day so I guess you like kind of found that the point on that certain point of your life I guess you like disassociating depersonalised from yourself and so that's like I guess led to delay in understanding yourself and I think for some young girls or women or like autistic kind of maybe in that position even though as said to another person like it's not like autism as a gender but they might be that struggle and so what if you're fine with chatting about what are the other stuff that you think are undiagnosed it's just really hard to talk about because like I think I'm bipolar and I'm getting more and more certain about that and I feel like autism has took a major backseat to the bipolar so at the moment there's not that much autism here personally like there is more bipolar here at the moment and it's destructive because it feels like it's a racing part of my identity um, and trying to actually get diagnosed is ridiculous because I've been palmed off every single time and it's like oh yeah so this and then it's just like no no you haven't got that you've got you've got anxiety and you should get healthy anxiety in your autism and I'm like it is not that like how many times do I have to tell you that it is not anxiety and it's not autism that's causing the problems and this morning I was actually watching Selena Gomez's documentary and what she was saying before she was diagnosed with bipolar is word for word what I'm going through with the present. It's like wanting to be alive but also wanting to be dead at the same time because you don't feel like you belong and you don't feel like you're yourself and you don't think there's going to be ever a solution. You know like sometimes that don't feel like belonging can be like a thing with autism so I guess there's that like way that you could end up being like gaslighted by negative professionals for saying oh it could be just autism or it could just be anxiety and as you said you know yourself it's been more than that from what you seems to be is having like you just struggle with uh, mental health support yeah I mean I'm currently waiting on like god knows how many calls I'm waiting for calls from the IRS which are like a mental health team they're kind of like the crisis team I'm waiting for a call back from them waiting for a call from the mental health nurse which I was supposed to have last Wednesday apparently she rang she couldn't get through and I needed that call like really bad and then I had to wait till Friday 
Friday to speak to her and then she said she's ringing us Wednesday coming. It's just absolute chaos. You can't like, you can't get the help. Nobody's there to help you and it's like, you're just left to drown essentially. As you said, you know, like we're needing the help and I guess, what what do you think of the things that being already diagnosed as autistic and ADHD, is it that things that the medical professionals and the medical system doesn't understand about diagnosed with those conditions first and having other conditions and how that can turn into being a barrier to getting diagnosed with other conditions and misunderstanding of like the traits and stuff like that and what do you find the problems like systemic have you faced? I'd probably say that they actually like my GP for a fact he has no clue like he is absolutely clueless. My cousin he works in the mental health unit near me and he's worked there for years like decades and he had the GP to do his job properly because do you know what he does? He just gets it up gets a checklist you don't meet the checklist I'm like really I'm like a checklist that's how you diagnose because that is so wrong and it's just like you being serious like these things overlap there's so many conditions intertwined into one and seeing that it, it can't possibly happen because of this it's just lies like a tiny bit of research can tell you that conditions can intertwine so much that they just don't get discovered and I think that's definitely the frustrating of like having like multiple conditions and being multiple with divergent with mental illnesses and conditions that it seems quite so difficult in the way the structure of the system is designed so far today that it's like stops you from getting that understanding and being able to get that so so we were talking just then I was trying to ask you as the internet was breaking up about like the struggles of like being multiple neurodivergent and having multiple mental illnesses and systemic issues of like struggle to piece that all together and get the right support for those type of conditions. Yeah, it's just hard because like some days like I basically for me personally I wake up and for the first half an hour or so I have no idea who I am. I don't know who's a player each day. Sometimes it can be autism, sometimes it can be whatever else is underlying. There's days where I'm absolutely like ecstatic and that is mania, that's what it's called. And then if I've been in mania usually for a few days or like sometimes two days then I end up been a depressive because I've burnt out so much energy that I just feel like I can't do anything and today I'm not sure what I'm in like I'm kind of in a depressive I would say but like it's hard because there's so much going on at once in my life that it's like if I take one day off I can't really like I can't switch off because I've literally got like emails to, like right here that I have to respond to and stuff and it's like crazy. Yeah as you said because like you're like you were working on some projects that we'll come to in a song to put on the interview and that may be very quick and kind of end up quite busy and I guess it's like bouncing between the traits of different conditions like as you said if you're mean yeah or like a bit on a high energy from being, being potentially a bipolar and all. I guess then like if like you could end up having a sensory overload and then some days you need a bit more sensory energy and then maybe feel a depressive at the same time so do you think sometimes it's hard to know what the balance is yeah that's what it's pretty much like every day for me it's sometimes like i don't know who's a player that's the easiest way it's like there's there's me there's the real me who's currently trapped inside then it's like there's all these fake people in my head like one from each aspect of my problems constantly like driving it 
drive and me. Uh, I guess it's kind of like if I'm just finding yeah, just to say the different sides of how you can be on a day to day as like, almost like a different personality or something, different, something within yourself, is it? Yeah, that's what kind of like. So like me is the real me. She is happy, she's quirky, she just loves doing whatever she likes to do. She loves hobbies, she loves doing a lot of different things. And the real me, if like wherever she is inside, she would be like so happy right now but whoever's th whoever this is the person I am at the moment that is not me like I should be I should be the happiest person like all my dreams are coming true and I'm just not like it's just that's when you know there's a problem and like yeah and the thing is I guess that's like when you got that to have the support in place it's hard to like know how to manage and cope with the kind of the change of, like the feeling and like how to explain how you can explain it to yourself in a way as I said you know like you've had experiences with comes mental health like noted down and I made a suggestion maybe you wanted to reflect on like what it was like when he was at college age of getting diagnosed with autism and ADHD but you didn't infer that it could have been like when you was at the age of 14 so was it like you got diagnosed officially later on. Basically, the first appointment I had was probably around 14, 15. And after that, we never heard from them again. And my school took it into their own hands. And they referred us from there because there was an autism unit in my school. So they referred us and that sped it up a bit. But they were hoping that I'd get my diagnosis before my GCSEs. So they were pushing constantly to try and get that diagnosis. And it didn't happen. And and I was just constantly waiting. I mean, it was like, oh, well, like, clearly nothing's happening. And I wasn't really too bothered at, at that point because I was like, I don't think there's anything that's going to help with, really. And then it got to, like, 18 and that's when I got diagnosed. And it was kind of like, yeah, that's cool. And then they were like, oh, if you want support again, this is what you'll have to do. Sorry, we can't help you now because you're about to turn 18. So bye. And then I'm just like, okay. And, like, how are you supposed to find out anything about yourself when they don't love what? Like when everyone just shuts you out. It's like I didn't know anything at all. Like I still don't know half of the stuff. And it's only because of the community on Twitter that I actually know some stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, that is that is something that I relate to. Yeah, because like I think I found out when it was even diagnosed at 10 because you know, like sometimes you don't know any of the autistic people around you or any of the neurodivergent people or who were like given out ways. But from that stage of having to mask and not exactly sure about what autism is because you didn't have that education to teach yourself about it. And as I said, you know, when you turned 18, became an adult, then it's like sometimes I guess the system doesn't want to know you then. And like there's not that support if the adults will get diagnosed. For me personally, I don't think I've ever really masked. Like, I, I just haven't. I've always been myself in any way possible. Like, I just, I was already being bullied, so it didn't really make a difference if I was just being myself. And that's probably why I was bullied. But, like, I just, I, I was kind of raised a different way. So I was more myself than anything because I was allowed to be. And nobody ever told us that I shouldn't be. It was kind of, yeah, you just do you kind of thing. And I spent more time by myself as a kid. So it was just, who did I have to, like, 
like do anything to it was just me so I was openly myself and I never pretended to be anything else I'd say because it's just like I never covered it up I never covered up anything because that's not how I was thought originally it was always like if I had something like a gift it was always oh you should definitely do this you should definitely do that and it was I was more encouraged to do like be myself and try and excel than not if that makes any sense because I feel like that makes no sense at all it's like I've never hid anything I've always just been open and I'm still very open like people will be like oh well I can give an example I was on a zoom call the other day with the studio and I just I was like oh yeah but this happened to me and they were like they're like what I'm like um yeah I'm like you know that happened to me and I just I don't care like I don't care that people know my life I'm just I've got nothing to hide anymore at this point like I'm just too open and that's the way I've always been so I think it's the lack of knowledge when it comes to diagnosis and spotting the traits now I'd say there's more ways of actually understanding whereas back then there really wasn't because I feel like when all the drama kicked off with Sia online that is when the community came together in force and everyone pretty much has each other's backs whereas back then there really wasn't anything like that once you were diagnosed you were lucky if you do any autistics I didn't I didn't know any really well my best friend but I was never sure if my best friend was or not like and that's so strange like it's not like a thing we talk about and I literally asked one of my best friends the other week I went I've never known if you're actually autistic or you're not she went no one know all the rest of my siblings are autistic but I'm not and I was like okay I was like it's so weird that I've never asked you that but yeah it's not it's not like what we talk about we talk about like random things however I guess you cannot really ask I guess you cannot divide maybe she is autistic I guess like I guess you've got like a good way of reading if people are autistic or not if you can't find anyone in real life that is autistic or like openly autistic and talk to that but I guess that can in itself be isolated even if you uh, you know unmask and you know don't really mask and unmasked and you know you don't really mask is there like a way that you were uh, like just hopefully stim and stuff like- I, I just I can't really speak to anything because like it's I never took notice of myself enough is I was always too busy doing something else to even notice myself it was kind of like everything else first me probably last in the world like I never really looked at myself in detail I just get on with every single day I don't know it's, I have no memory like my memories are so gone from years like they're just absolutely gone and they're never coming back so if there's no evidence of anything then i'm a kind of bit like that myself you know like you be remember a few you know like small bits you know like of things so like it's like you kind of thinking oh you know what really happens there you know like that it's like nothing it's quite hard to like sometimes piece together while you were like as a child and like i think sometimes you know when you're adult and then you look back you kind of like can stitch memories up in a wrong way or like more things around in your brain of like how things happened yeah I mean unfortunately half of my life is actually on video I got like every moment nearly videoed and the sum where I'm like oh my god I'm like that is gonna like I swear to god someone in my family is gonna like when she's famous let's just shove them out there or like I was an absolute nut job like that's what I call myself like I was just hyper all the time like that was probably ADHD to be honest but like I was absolutely insane like I was just like oh if I saw a camera like I'm dead 
serious. I wanted to be there. I want to be front and center all the time. Like that's who I was. I just didn't stop. I guess that's that's me. I guess you probably found that you like kind of was performer and you were into acting and you went to do something creative then. It's weird because people like some people I knew in like college that had no idea what they wanted to do with their life. Whereas when I was younger, like I even before I knew it was kind of like a second nature and it was quite entertaining because I'm like oh god I'm like did I really I came home every single day from school because I was usually by myself because no one was around everyone was busy and I would just put my telly on put music on start singing and dancing like I just went full all out and sometimes I'd be writing at the same time I just like I had to it was something that was like a calling it started with artwork originally I loved to sing I mean like loved to sing like people would just have to tell us to shut up it used to be kind of like in college if I was having a bad day sometimes I would sing because it would make us feel better and people would just be like shut up but in a mean way and i'm like you know it's just me i'm just hungry <laughs> yeah and when you projects you kind of started on who leads and like one of the creative ideas you had old monday blues and so you were getting to get out into a tv series so i just want you to tell me what you can say about it already as I know there's some stuff because it's pre-production you can't say. But give us the tea stuff or you can say. Well, I made notes on this because it was easier. Monday Blues is about an undiagnosed autistic girl in her last year of her school and she doesn't have any support system whatsoever. And she's kind of drowning in it because she's like, what the hell is going on in my life? Like, she has no clue. And she only knows what's been suggested to her about why she's the way she is. And what she wants the most is to meet her parents because she doesn't know who they are and she hasn't seen them in years so she's kind of holding on to hope that they're going to come back. I've got some amazing actors involved and I'm currently I've got an email to send out because it turns out the agent that I sent the email to has left which is very very unfortunate but Gillian Kearney she's involved and I absolutely adore her like she is so sweet and I geek out like I have to geek out because I'm like wowza like I did not expect it like, I watched her on Casualty growing up and Casualty was actually the reason that I started writing in the first place. It wasn't originally about autism. It was kind of wanting to be a medical drama because I just love everything around that. But it's just so surreal to actually know an actress that you, like, watched growing up. Like, that is just some levels of strange. It feels like an alternate reality in a way. Like, she knows how much I absolutely adore her and everything. So I just, like, I relate to, like, my show so much because it's everything that I wish I saw when I was growing up and it, it's not although there's people like tearing her down in it which is natural because there's a lot of people in real life who tear each other down it's kind of like embra about embracing who you are really and to not like let people change you I know for a fact that everyone when I was growing up tried to change me mostly in school they were like trying to change who I was and I was just kind of like left it and I just did my own thing like I just followed whatever I liked at the time and just went with the flow and the writing origins I don't know where they came from originally like I have no idea where the idea itself came from like the original idea was about a girl trying to find out who her parents were I don't know where that came from I've got no clue like I really don't have any memory of it I wrote it from 2011 to 2016 went to college
Wood wrote a totally different series about different things. And then last year, that's when I came back to Monday of Blues because I thought maybe I can do something because I kind of feel like my childhood had been ruined by mental health. So it's like trying to rewrite my past and kind of get closure on events that happened. And a lot of actors have read it, which is very crazy. Um, I just like I have so much admiration for my work and I need to remember that I've said this because if I'm having a bad day I currently criticise everything that I do but it's just like it's something that people deserve to see and it's going to help a lot of people it really will because it's not like I've a lot of people when the portrait issues they do it with rose coloured glasses and they don't show it's real detail and what it's actually about they're like we can't show this because it might affect too many people whereas this it shows it in detail and what it's actually like living kind of in my world yeah I'll just just on the idea from when I was reading up about it and I saw some of the videos you said online about Monday Blues and what it's going to be. As you said, it's going to be uh, kind of it's quite autobiographical, autobiographical. And as it's like influenced by like your own experiences of being undiagnosed as a teenager and the struggles with your mental health at that age. And then it seems like, I guess, you'd probably like just kind of write an idea, random ideas and just like, Letting the ideas flow with the concept of the missing parents and trying to find them and giving it that interesting flow to the plot. And it must be quite a big thing for your like, first TV work that you went to do yeah, is to be your own project. Yeah, I mean, it's very complex and it's hard to describe some of it because, well, at the moment I'm rewriting the pilot for the sixth time, I'd say. I've, I've rewrote it so many times, but should be the final draft, fingers crossed. It's, like, so important and I haven't just portrayed, like, one issue because a lot of people will be like, oh, Vanity Project or something like that if I just done one issue. I've tried to, like, open up as much as I can and it, each character... I've used a part of my own life to influence them and it's not like fully like biographical I just added some things for drama but this time I'd probably see a very very true scene which people will see is a bathroom scene and let me tell you my dog is traumatised by the amount of times I've had a breakdown in a bathroom so she does not let me go in one but like my character like that's the place to have a breakdown I feel like even in school my best friend had to pick us up off the floor because I was just lying there having a meltdown and I'm like I wonder if she remembers that but I'm pretty sure she does because I was just like, I felt like I was just dying. Yeah, I feel like that is something to portray because it's never ever seen. It's always seen the good aspects and it's like, it's not always good. <laughs> Some people have bad days and... It's when you want to be quite tailored and, and telling in a different way of the neurodivergent experience influenced by your own experiences and hopefully that making some experiences relatable to whatever people will be seeing on TV when this show comes out as you want to make it quite knowledgeable and what a neurodivergent experience can be from like the angle of a neurodivergent person which don't often see on television. I wouldn't say personally it's dramatised. I've kind of based it off like how things go for me personally. Like a lot of people would over dramatise things in the industry just for like views and stuff. But that's not really who I am. As long as I can get the message across. Like for me it's just some days are so brutal. I just wouldn't wish them on anyone because it's just painful. Like not physical pain. It's like a horrible sense inside.
I, I guess it didn't really even mean to say traumatised, but I think it's like, I guess at least knowing how, like, real and authentic it is, at least they can, like, assure with the viewers that, you know, like, it's their experience, they be able to see what somebody can go for by having such conditions and struggling with a mental illness while being neurodivergent and to see it's quite accurate and authentic without it being so super dramatised. I guess it can be quite enlightening and uh, refreshing for someone to see on TV. Honestly, like, I really hope somebody picks it up because it is what we need. Like, after all this bad representation that's been out there, it's about time, like, something authentic. I mean, fair enough, we've got Heartbreak High that came out. That was really good. But, like, we need more of it. Like, I feel the UK is lacking behind, like, majorly when it comes to autistic representation. I mean, a lot of people have no idea what it is. Like, they just think it's one certain thing. But the truth is, it's so different and it's different for every single person. And I don't think that I understand that. I think there's only like two ways you can be autistic. And if you're not part of them two ways, then you're not autistic and stuff. Like, it's it's very backwards, that attitudes. But like, hopefully this will change things once people see it. And they'll realise, like... That this is life for people, like this is how some people have to live, and it's it's quite sad in a way because you just like you don't want people feeling sorry for you. You just want people to understand that sometimes we just need some space. Sometimes we need support. Like it's never always the same thing. We never truly need the exact same thing every time. It just no, we mean because it's not as I said. It's not exactly all sad, but it's like the sad in the case that. Our people don't understand their experiences and don't take time to understand and empathise and learn from us and find ways of like not make it being a bit of a first but like accepting us and knowing what our needs are and what it means to be autistic and as I said what you went to show is how like there's many ways of being autistic and as you say like there's going to be elements of different parts of life within the storyline it's not often or you never really see a show with a protagonist who's autistic and written by an autistic actor or person behind the scene doing it on TV in the UK and with like Heart to Be it's like there's still the case that it's not really on like a mainstream UK channel on Netflix and it's like a thing that it hasn't been widely promoted in the UK so that has a knock-on effect of it might not get any representation in the UK high enough I can't really name any like good representation in the UK because I don't think it's actually been done. So that's like fair enough. I think Hollyoaks maybe had an autistic character at one point, but that was probably wrote by a neurotypical. I would just say that for certain, but maybe the autistic had like I haven't seen it but I don't know what and I haven't heard anything about it, but it was just something that was in an article at one point that I got like thrown out on social media but say this like I'm keeping it as real as possible because and luckily nobody's kind of challenging us on the issues and saying that this needs to be done better and I like in the last draft I wrote the bathroom scene which is in question and the studio absolutely loved it like I'm executive producer so I don't I've got the creative control and they won't change it that bit but it's just it's so powerful and it's so hard hitting that it, it just needs to be done yeah I mean 
I get a film next year, which is different. excellent. And the thing is, it'd be great, great to be able to see that. As you said, even though there's the uh, case that you have like maybe like an artistic character in uh, Hollyoaks, but it's like not like there's any like dramas or like comedies that stand alone where the protagonist or and there's a few main characters who are. And to like autistic males or young autistic males in a, you know, a usual presentation of autism, you never see any like non-binary trans female autistic characters on TV. And as I said, that'll have a huge impact. And I guess what you want to do is, as I said, you want to do something to get some clues on the struggles with mental health with it and with like the systemic issues. But you also went to kind of bring a light and, you know, like give some teenager that may have been in the place of yourself and the character to like some where they feel not alone. I mean, it's important because I think the first time autistic was said to us, it was the only representation that I'd ever like seen properly on TV was Carla in Waterloo Road. And let me tell you, when I've been watching, I watched it back this year from a writer's perspective and I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, why are they seeing that stuff? They're like, oh, she's a fruit loop and stuff like that. And they're like, she's so violent. It took them a while. They like weren't even going to take her into the school because they were like, oh, she's dangerous and all that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what the hell are they playing at? Like, I'm, it's just so wrong. And it's kind of like insulting to think that that could actually, that went out on TV and people saw that. And it's just, it's not true. But if someone's having a meltdown, just don't like, fair enough if they want like like sometimes they might want to hug because it actually can help because of the nervous system and stuff but we we'll have to ask like you don't just go and try and touch someone when they're having a meltdown because well sometimes you they do lash out i mean oops i've lashed out once and it just, i felt so bad like i felt really horrible yeah no like thing is it's like in, in that as you said the moment of meltdown sends you overload and emotional uh, distress, you know, like it's like like there's so many feelings going on, and then you know, like later on, it's hard to come down off it because you know, like sometimes you feel like you regret things and like it's overwhelmed by that situation you've been in. Just it's so complex because a lot of people would say that like everyone needs the same thing, but it's actually not true. Like, it just it's just about listening, really. It's about listening to autistic voices when they're telling you things. Uh, so what what were the things I wish people really understood about being autistic and being having your mental illness conditions like bipolar and depression and stuff like that? Like, it's so hard to explain about things because it's like so crossed over. But like, people will learn eventually. Like, even if, usually if it hits home, that's when people end up learning about certain things because they get too curious for their own good. And like, I wouldn't exactly say like, I wish anyone would have to go through it, even first hand or second hand, because it is not easy. But I think it'll, what I've done will help people. And I think it'll, I think it'll really like open up people's eyes about the life and what I'm doing is following to truth. Maya won't get diagnosed until she's around 18 because I feel like it should be like that. And then I don't know how many seasons. I said I would write five, but to be honest, it could go on longer if I wanted it to. Then later on, I'd probably say around 18, like, or just around 19, that's when things start to spiral like they did in my life. I feel like I need to show as much realism as possible from my perspective.
and I do have everyone else's input and my friend's input and he's amazing like he is the most accepting person and I don't know why I'm gonna say this because I don't think he'd be mad but I think he is definitely autistic somewhere but I wouldn't I don't I, I don't really know how to like you know like I guess you know like it uh, definitely probably feels like you never know Sometimes you know exactly how to be like an open, honest person, you know, like you can tell, you have been able to tell people what's going on in your life. Like you may find it hard, harder to tell people what you you think they are like, or like maybe you think they're autistic or not. Yes, you probably find it easier being honest about yourself, but being honest about other people to themselves, is that a thing? Yeah, like I, I'm not like disrespectful to people, like I just, if people are mean to me, I'm mean to them back, like. That's just who I am. You get, like, you treat people how you want to be treated. And if someone's going to treat you mean, you might as well treat them back the same way. But, like, to my friends, like, I just, I'll never really see anything mean. Unless that one, oh, because me and, like, my best friend, who I'm actually going out with this afternoon, I think, me and her are brutally honest with each other. Like, we don't hold back. Like, if we've got something to say, then we'll say it. Because we'll have that mutual bond of, like, we just would rather never lie to each other. Probably it's just more the conversation around like whether like your friend is autistic or not. I think is is that like struggle to be honest with them about suggesting that is that the thing you like maybe struggle with and I'll change that to them about like a life changing thing like that. Yeah, I mean he wouldn't exactly be upset to be honest because like we've got that kind of friendship and he knows that I'm honest. People, some people would take it as absolutely offensive if you ever said that, but he he wouldn't. I mean, I'll probably bring it up to him after this, to be honest. Memories you have of like your uh, your life, you can uh, find quite blue, and you know, like you haven't not exactly been been able to piece some things together. Yeah, I mean that's how it's always going to be. There's stuff that I've read up loads of times because I had no idea what happened and why I couldn't remember things. Sometimes when you've got like that severe of mental health conditions, it can literally wipe some of your memories out. Like you can just have memory loss and the stuff that I'm obviously never going to get back. I'm kind of fine with it because I can remember most. But my childhood, not really. I've got photos and stuff like that, but a lot of it is long gone. I don't mind it. Well, the thing is, it's like I find it personally with my memory, like sometimes I don't really remember stuff greatly from years ago, but then I could not really remember stuff from like the seconds ago, because like if I take a tablet, then I could be like there 30 seconds and thinking, do I just take that? And like, so like there's elements of like being able to get into my memory, like I could forget within seconds. I guess like sometimes I think it's a struggle, like long term and short term, I can still quite blur some stuff with memories. And, like, I guess sometimes, like, I say, probably, like, even, like, you know, being for, like, meant to remember some good stuff, like, you prob- probably got some good memories, like, you would wish you were, like, were able to cling on to from, like, family and friends, like, good times have on, chatting to them and whatever. You know, like, you always want to cling on to them, but I guess. Some of it probably for yourself. If you struggle with mental health and meltdowns and stuff like that, it's like probably like that trauma that that you guess okay if like some of it's like trauma related that you're okay with forgetting. Yeah, that's a best best way to think about it. And as you said, you know, like sometimes you know, like you you can find yourself a bit disorientated and like and so off you we are. And I guess like. When you like find out struggles, as you say, like if you're feeling like, as I said at the start of the interview, feeling a bit depressed, 
Daniel og Lekke Gassi vil mange til sig for i spængelserne, og straight to Mickey's house feel better, you know, and all that. And yeah, I guess, like, when when you struggle like that, I guess you're trying to, like, oh, my dad, motivate yourself to to feel that, you know, like, there's always something good around the corner. And I guess when you focus on, like, stuff like the TV project and, you know, like, socializing and bits, like, you're always trying to think about, like, what good things can come around the corner. I can remember all the trauma. I can remember all the trauma from all the years, but I can't remember any of the good, ironically. I can remember some, like, little tiny aspects, but not much. And I think I'm fine with it, though, because I know, like, who I am. I don't think it's the past's always as relevant, in a way. Sometimes it's about just living in the moment. And I know a lot of people do prefer to look back, but I prefer to just stay in the present. For, like, some of it, you can set up some, like... Either it's like self-care or like self like ways to like cope with your own mental health and like try to keep positive. As I say, you know, like it's the, it's like you need that support and I guess like with yours of misdiagnosed and without that support, I guess you found you need to yeah, found some ways of like uh, working on making yourself feel feel a bit better in the here and now. Yeah, that's probably the best way to think. I mean, I don't necessarily think of the future because it scares us a lot. So I think of every day at the moment. Like, I just take it a day at a time because I don't know what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow could be good, tomorrow could be bad. I have no idea until I wake up tomorrow. Oh, you see, uh, day by day, but I said, like, since you're, like, I guess, learning to do it day by day, it makes things probably a lot easier for yourself. And in that, it's some effects for, like, some of the listeners of the podcast, some struggling with their own mental health. I'm making progress, I'd say, because I've actually put clothes on. Because I'm, even though I'm staying in the house, I've put clothes on. Because usually I would just stay in my dramas. I mean, I put makeup on the last few days. I've actually brushed my hair today. So little things like that is progress. And people might not, people can judge and say that's not really progress. But to me personally, it is. Little steps make a big difference in the end. That I know that it's really hard to deal with everything and mental health in general is really tragic in this country and to try and get help is horrible so much stress but honestly if you go to the right place there is help there and for anyone like who is struggling the way i am and you need help the, go to the irs mental health team there's one in every area i believe of the uk and that will get you seen to faster than anywhere else you won't get messed about because that's what they're there for i feel like that's important to say because nobody wants to be stuck getting messed around for ages when they could have health of yeah that's and is there any way that people can uh, follow you or find you on social media on like any projects you want to support them to support like any ways people can support your project Mandy Blues? I think my Twitter is at Lola Maria and Maria with two R's then I have at don't call me baby xox and that is my Instagram and my TikTok. It's at Monday Blues TV on most platforms for my show or just Monday Blues and with that, that's the final interview of the year done and finished with. Thank you for tuning in to this episode and thanks to Lola Lovies, Lola, Lola Maria even for being a guest on the podcast. She was an excellent guest and gives some interesting answers so we can all agree and so hopefully that was helpful for you to hear and create an informative and engagement interview. As I said, you can get in touch on the social media links for Facebook 
and Instagram that did new rainbow project. Follow that as well on TikTok, they did mention earlier. You can also email Neurocast at A-A-R-O-W-C-R-E-O.com. That's Neurocast at A-R-O-C-R-E-O.com. Email that if you've got any feedback, any questions, and any comments for this episode. And as I said, you can email those questions for the uh, Christmas special review of recordings of Chris of Christmas questions you may want to ask, uh, ask me or any random questions with any things that you want to send in of your me- Christmas memories. And as you would say, please like, comment, share this video, make sure people get to know this podcast and find this out. Thank you very much. And as I said, it's important to follow those links. As I said, there will be t- exciting things to come for this podcast. And the new Rainbow Project, as you have some in, interesting ideas to to try out and to give give to you the listener, the the, the person that this audience that this podcast reaches even to to uh, find the podcast and get something interesting from it and be able to get new experiences with it. As I said, follow that on social media. And this is an Arrow Audio production, co-hosted by myself, RJ Williams, with the New Rainbow Project. Thanks, see you next week.